This is Fireproof Your Retirement with Michael J. Markey Jr. Fireproof Your Retirement is 15 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Michael's passion is to teach listeners the same thing he's taught clients and prospects, how to take control of their money. It's been this philosophy which has garnished Michael and his firm Legacy Financial Network national attention. In 2010, AM Best featured them as one of the top 10 most innovative agencies in the country. In 2014, Insurance Newsnet magazine featured Michael as a local celebrity and life health pro, named him hero of the insurance industry. Michael's even been given the Moving America Forward Award by William Shatner. Now here's your host, Michael J. Markey Jr. All right, and welcome back, and welcome to many of you for the first time. It's exciting. We're on two new markets right here in West Michigan. WFRG Classic Hits 98.7 FM. So if you're joining us from there, I thank you and I encourage you to stay. I know it's a show on finance, but we'll have some fun. And for those joining us on WJRW News Talk 1340 AM, welcome. It's great to have you. I'm excited. And for all of you who have been listening to us for a few years now on 102.9 FM, WFUR. Hey, you know we're going to have a good time. I don't have to convince you. It, this is the show. Now, for new listeners, this always sounds weird, but this is the show. We're our goal, our hope, our passion. I'm going to tell you what my drive is to change your life. And yes, it's a show on finance. How are we going to change your life? Well, Money kind of messes things up, doesn't it? Think of how many of you listening, you, maybe it hasn't been you, but you certainly know people, and it probably has been you. Have you ever gotten in a fight, an argument, a disagreement about money, finances? Was it with a spouse, a family member, brother, sister, friend? How many relationships has money messed up? And here's the thing. The way we change your life by changing the way you think about money is this main concept right here. Money does not have meaning. If money had meaning, now don't change the channel yet. I'm telling you this will make sense, but money doesn't have meaning. If money had meaning, people on their deathbed or shortly before, they would share with family and friends, loved ones, kids, how fulfilled their life had become by how large their investments had grown to. But nobody says that. Does anybody even really think it or feel that? I don't I don't think so. Very few if any. So money does not have meaning, but it does have purpose. And its purpose is to give or to spend. That's what we use money for. That's what we need to focus on. But so many of you listening, what you've been taught is to focus on the growth of money. To focus on, let's say that 401k statement at the very bottom of that 401k, did that number go up or did it go down? But if it went up, what does that mean? And if it went down, what does that really mean? If it went up, does that mean you get to retire earlier? If it went down, does that mean you have to work longer? Does it mean you'll have to spend less or give less? And if it goes up, do you spend more or give more? Probably not. So we have to change the way we look at money. And one of the very first fundamentals of that is that money does not have meaning. It only has purpose to give or to spend. Now, the second piece to that, though, is that we have three ways that we give and spend. We have short-term ways, then we have long-term, and then we have unknown. I also call those growth. So short-term, long-term, unknown, or growth. Now, short-term is really easy. Let's say that you, I don't know, have an emergency. 
you don't need to pay for emergencies every month. The, um, I don't know, the refrigerator goes out, right? That $1,000 it takes to replace that refrigerator, that's a short-term need. We better have dollars set aside for that. Um, if we're retiring and we have a car payment, well, even if we're not retired and we have a car payment, that car payment for the next four years, that's a short-term need, isn't it? Long-term need. Um, this is true whether we're retired or working. Long-term need, if we're working, um, maybe we spend $30,000 a year. That's a long-term need. That need will only go up with time. Now, one of the ways it will come down is maybe we get the mortgage paid off or student loans. Those are going to be long-term needs, but when they get down to only a few years, they become short-term, don't they? So first, we need to focus on short-term. We need to have dollars set aside for emergencies. Then we move to long-term. That's when we're putting dollars aside for um future things, or in this case, maybe we um, employment covers long-term. So we kind of have two factions, this retired working. If you're working, if you have no job, you got to go get a short-term job, be a Lyft driver, uh, driver, or Uber driver, I don't care, and then start seeking out long-term employment. Take care of now and then get something better. If you're retired, I've got short-term need. Maybe I've got to pay off the mortgage. That's a short-term need. Then I got long-term. That's all those things we do on an annual basis. Maybe it's 30 grand a year. I don't know what that number is for you. And then dollars that are left over, those are the dollars we risk. Those are the dollars that we don't have a known need for. Notice how short-term and long-term have known needs. The other dollars become unknown needs. So we need to focus on known needs first and then unknown needs second. And this sounds simple, but I'm going to tell you what, a lot of you are doing it backwards. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to get it, offend anyone. And I know there's a lot of new people. I'm just going to say how it is though. People are doing this backwards all the time. Let me give you an example of that. I get stories of this all the time whereas maybe somebody younger you can be older for that matter. But you're working and I'll they'll go, you know, I've got thousand bucks in savings and checking, but I've got, I've got a hundred thousand in my 401k, my IRAs, my brokerage accounts, whatever that may be. I'm doing really well, aren't I? And I look at him and go, no. What, what do you have set aside for emergencies? Well, I got all this money in my retirement accounts. Cool. Do you pay your car insurance in full? Well, no. Why not? Cause I only got a grand in my savings and checking. I can't pay my car insurance in full. Huh? Well, car insurance saves you on average somewhere to pay it in full between eight and 12%. Does your 401k make 8 to 12% each and every year. Well, no, but it does some years. Yeah, but not every year. So you could save 8 to 12% each year just by paying in full, but you can't because you're putting everything aside for growth or too much aside for growth because you didn't take care of your short-term need first. Or how about this? I'm not saying credit card debt is bad. By the way, I don't think all debt is bad. It's not. Debt is a game. We got to use it. You don't have to, by the way. I shouldn't have said you have to use it. You can use it. But if you don't have short-term income set aside, what happens the very first time you have an emergency? It goes on Visa. Now, Visa has an interest rate, whether that's 10% or 20%. Isn't that irrelevant? Does your 401k, those dollars you, you skipped, you went from short-term income straight to growth, right? Long-term income, if you're working, is your wages. But you went straight to growth. 401k. Does your 401k make that 10% or 20% every single year? Well, Mike, it makes it most years. Cool. Does it make it every year? No. Your visa charges in both good years and bad years, doesn't it? I think so. So short-term, then long-term, then growth. One of the very first things, especially for new listeners, or first things that we should have is we should have $5,000 set away in savings and checking so we can take advantage of these things. 
And people go, well, I don't make any money if it's in savings and checking. Sure you do. Number one, I just showed you how you can save money by paying things in full. If you're renting, a lot of times you can offer to pay your rent in full and get a discount. Last year, in a, um, I was working with a client, and they rent an office space. We asked the building owner. Now, by the way, this was a client that's always on time, and we asked if we could pay it in full. They gave him a 5% discount to pay it in full. Sweet. That's a short-term need. Where else do you get 5% no risk? That's pretty cool. So short-term, long-term growth. That's the fundamentals right there. For you new people, it's short-term, long-term, then growth, and that money doesn't have meaning. So we're going to break today's show up into three segments. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Social Security because we've talked about some short-term things. I really want to talk about Social Security. I thought I'd get into it before the break, but we didn't. We're going to take a quick break and then I'll be right back. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. And welcome back. You are listening to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. This is the new 30-minute edition. So for all of you WFUR listeners, you've been used to 15 minutes, and we go way too fast. I get it. But now, thank you, WFUR. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate you fans um, for giving so many good remarks. It's now a 30-minute show. We're also now heard on WFRG Classic Hits 98.7 FM 30-minute show and W. JRW News Talk 1340 AM. So everybody, welcome back. Thank you for being with us. It's a show on finance. I get it, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about social security and that's something that most people don't find fun. I get it, but it is fun because think about how long you've paid into social security. This is one of the things that drives me up a wall. See, as an industry, I think this is where we fail folks. We love helping you with retirement, don't we? We love talking about the IRAs and the 401ks, the things you can buy through us. Here's the P&E ratio and the earnings, and this is going to be fun. Look at this and blah. And we get so wrapped up into rate of return. But when did you start putting away into retirement accounts? If you're listening right now, think about it. When? When was that? Were you 30, 40? Maybe some of you younger listeners which I'm not sure we're getting too many on classic hits and news talk and WFER, but nonetheless, are you even putting into retirement accounts yet? Now, when we talk about social security, think about when you started paying into that. Do you remember? Well, it's easy. When was the first time you had a job that was a real job? They actually gave you a W-2. Guess what? That's when you started putting into social security. I meet people all the time and they tell me they started working a job like that at 16 years old, 17, 18 years old, which means if you're 58 and you started that job at 18, you've been putting into social security for 40 years, yet we know very little about it. 
maybe you've got two or 300,000 in retirement assets and the advisory world, the financial world has been more than happy to give you advice on those dollars. But then we ask you to walk the path, the journey alone on your social security dollars. How does that make sense? I'm going to tell you right now, as we get into this, um, number one, this show isn't going to be a show on plugging our number all the time. I've been told we need to do it more. Um, but if you don't know a lot about social security, if you've been getting financial advice, but the advisor hasn't helped walk, you know, given, given advice on social security, which is for many of you, something you've put into for far longer than your retirement assets then give us a call. We are local. You can give us a call at 616-589-4004. 616-589-4004. We're in Kentwood or Grand Rapids, I guess, Muskegon slash Norton Shores and Holland. So we're here to help. But let's start with the basics of Social Security. One of the biggest myths about Social Security is people say, well, Social Security has been robbed. There's a bunch of IOUs sitting there. You know, that's one of those things that gets a lot of viewership. It it hits the emotional cords of people, but it's not exactly true. I think back to the last, to the um, presidential race, the last one there. And um, when we had, what was it, like 15 or 16, the Republican um, Party had 15 or 16 candidates there on stage. And Chris Christie gets on stage and he pounds the podium and he goes, it's time we tell the American people how we stole from Social Security and how we lied to them. That's emotionally charging. It makes for great TV and really good quotes in the newspaper. But is it true? Well, here's what we mean by an IOU. We took the money out of cash because that's what it was sitting in and we bought a bond. It's a bond that's issued by the U.S. government. It's a bond, by the way, that's very similar to what other countries are using in their Social Security. Not other countries issuing their own bonds, but other countries buying our bond. I'll give you an example here. If you found out for that 40 years as we described earlier that your Social Security dollars were sitting in cash, would you be happy? Would you be okay if somebody said, well, yeah, we just didn't want to take a lot of risk, so we put it in cash for the last 40 years? I wouldn't. Would you? Most say no. Would you be okay if they put it in gold? Well, gold's not bad, but gold can be gold can be um, volatile. It goes up, it goes down. So would you be okay with that, finding out that your benefits all of a sudden maybe were going to be reduced or that the fund was going to run out because gold didn't perform as we had thought? No. What about other countries? What do they do? Let's look at Canada. Canada buys government bonds. The majority is government bonds. There's some corporate bonds, um, but the majority is government bonds, and they buy governments all over the place. Some of those bonds are the U.S. bonds, just like the bonds that are in our Social Security system. They're buying very, very similar ones. But like Canada, if we did it their, their way and we started buying bonds of other countries, how would you feel if right now you found out that part of your social security was buying bonds into the Russian government? Would you be okay with that? I'll bet you most people wouldn't. So we don't like cash. We don't like gold because of the volatility. We don't really want stock. And then when we buy bonds, it's okay as long as it's not a country that we don't like. Hmm. 
That's where we went to the default. We went to U.S. government bonds. Now, that does bring up still the alternative. Should we have it private pay? And then we can look to Mexico, for example. Mexico does that. Mexico allows you to buy you know, different products for your Social Security. Investment services through, I think it's 21 different certified uh, you know, dealers. Last year, they disclosed that some of the fees in those plans um, that were built in, they were hidden, were north of 20%. On purchase think about that 20% so I'm not saying we have the best system but I'm telling you it's definitely not one of the worst and just saying you know that Social Security was robbed it gets us to distrust Social Security and all of a sudden we don't even want to talk about because we're angry but for most of you listening right now Social Security is gonna be fine if you're younger, yeah, they're going to mess with Social Security. They have to. The math doesn't work. But if you're a little bit older, don't base your decision on when to take Social Security because you saw somebody like Chris Christie get on the stage and pound the podium and say, Social Security's been robbed. Or we should, you know, we've been putting all these IOUs. That's weird. I've got a, um, you know, double E bonds that I was given as a child. I don't, I don't look at those and go, huh, a double E bond. That's, you know what? That's not really a bond. That's an IOU. That's not what a bond is. When you get a bond from John Deere, for example, do you say, Hey, that's not really a bond. That's an IOU. Again, it's politically charging, but it also, it morphs and it, it changes what people, how people take their social security in a bad way that doesn't help them. So one of the very first things that I'm going to say about Social Security is, number one, it does make sense to take it early for some people because money only has two purposes, to give or to spend. And we can't tell you to defer Social Security if that means you're going to have to live off beans and rice and rice and beans for the next four years. That doesn't make any sense because of this simple fact. We don't know how long you'll live. So if... If you're going to go hungry because you don't take your Social Security benefits, then you don't have a choice. Take your benefits or go get more short-term income. But Social Security is long-term income. So if you are short on short-term income, you can't pay your bills and you're 63 years old and you don't have any other income, you probably should take your Social Security. However, if you can get another job, maybe that makes sense. Because understand, when you take Social Security benefits early, they are reduced. If you're taking your own benefits early, at the earliest point, 62, they're reduced by 25%. Have you heard of this? Social Security benefits will not keep pace with inflation. I have. I meet people all the time that say, Mike, my Social Security benefits aren't keeping pace with inflation. You're right. They probably won't. Now, if you reduce those benefits by 25% by taking them early, that means you're really reducing your cost of living adjustments by 25% as well, aren't you? Well, no. Sure you are. Because the cost of living adjustments, that means how much they raise your Social Security benefits by is a percentage. Think about it. It's a percentage. If it's 2%, 2% on $1,000 is more than 2% on $750. That's $20 extra a month versus 15 So... You just got a 30% raise, essentially. If you wait, your benefits are increasing faster than those who take them early. I'm telling you, one of these, one of these years, the, the news is going to hit that and go, it's unfair. Social security adjustments are unfair because those with bigger benefits get bigger adjustments. You're right. It's a percentage. 
And if you're taking a spousal benefit and you take it at the earliest possible date, you're taking a 30% reduction to benefits. Not saying it's fair, but it's a rules-based system. Don't confuse rules-based for fair. Taking Social Security benefits early does make sense for some if it robs you of being able to do the things you want to do. But if you can do the things you want to do and take Social Security benefit differently, then why not? I'll leave you with that and we'll be right back. When looking for a financial professional, you should find one that takes the time to listen and understand your financial goals for your future. At LFN Advisors and Legacy Financial Network, we focus on three principles, short-term income, long-term income, and growth. We take a holistic approach to your retirement planning and know that without one of these things, your whole plan can fall apart. Your financial security and the quality of your retirement depends on the decisions, investment strategies, and asset structuring that you and your professional create. Contact us today at 855-LF-NETWORK or via LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to create a retirement plan that reflects your desires and goals. If your current financial professional is only focused on growth, then you may need a second opinion. Call us at 855-LF-NETWORK or LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to set up a complimentary consultation. Okay, and welcome back to the final segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey, and thank you for joining me again today. Um, and for a lot of you, for the first time. So it's exciting to be in the new markets, and it's the first time we've had a 30-minute show. Going forward, the format's going to be a little bit different, but we'll talk about that in future segments. Before the break, we were talking about Social Security. Important, we gave you a couple reasons not, uh, a couple things to consider when taking Social Security. One was don't say, take Social Security early just because of emotions. One of the emotionally charging issues is Social Security has been robbed. They've taken your dollars and they've replaced it with IOUs. We talked about how a bond is not an IOU. And it's the same thing that other countries do with their social programs. They invest those dollars and they invest them in other countries' debts because that's considered a more stable type of investment. Now, if we were investing your social security dollars in foreign countries, and if those foreign countries were, I don't know, Russia, would you be happy? Probably for most of you, the answer would be no. The second thing we talked about was that social security will not keep pace with inflation. And when you take your benefits early, those benefits are less likely to keep pace with inflation. It's simple math. If you get $1,000 a month at full retirement age, you only get 750 a month if you take them at 62. So a 2% raise now is only $15 a month rather than $2,000 a month. You got a smaller raise. So you get fewer dollars and you get smaller raises. That's just math. It's just how it is. So you have to consider that. You have to consider that in conjunction with that money does not have meaning. It only has purpose. So next I want to talk about if you take benefits early, I guess anytime you take benefits early or anytime you take benefits, they can be taxed. There's a formula that dictates whether or not Social Security benefits can be taxed. Now, I hear all the time, well, Mike, you're wrong, which I always kind of smile. They go, you're wrong. If you wait long enough, benefits can't be taxed. Now, what you're thinking of is what they refer to as an earnings test. At your full retirement age, there is not an earnings test. An earnings test is on benefits taken prior to full retirement age. Because the concept was that 
Social Security was there at full retirement age. If you want to take it early because you didn't have as much income, fine. They got that, but you're going to be penalized. Your benefits were going to be reduced. But if you got a bunch of income and you want to take it early, not the way it was designed, so they can recapture and sometimes eliminate your entire benefit. Now, even then, they're not really stealing your benefits. They're not gone. What they do is at your full retirement age, they add up all the dollars they took back and they figure out how many months that equaled out to. And then they recalculate your benefits as though you had taken benefits, however many months that was. So if it was six months of benefits, they'll recalculate your benefits as though you had actually taken them six months later and they'll add that inflation back to them. So it's not as though they're taking them. It's just a, it's a forced savings of your benefits. But that is different than whether your benefits are taxed or not. Regardless of age, whether you're 60 years old and taking a widow's benefit or you're 92 years old and you're taking your own benefit, um, it does not matter how old or how young you are when we're talking about or calculating whether or not your benefits will be taxed. That's an IRS rule, not a Social Security rule. IRS. IRS doesn't care how old you are. They got rules. You break them. They're going to penalize you. So here's the rule. They're going to take half and it's kind of a confusing, but simple rule. They take half of your social security benefits and they take your other sources of income, half of social security and what they call provisional income. So half and all they add them together. Now for married couples, when they add them together, if that number is less than 32,000, none of your social security benefits will count as income. Kind of cool. But if it goes past 32,000, if half of your social security plus your other income, if that goes past social security, then your benefits will start to be counted as income. For example, if half of your social security and all of your other income, if that equals say 36,000, then you went past 32 by four, and it's a 50% multiplier. So $2,000 of your social security benefits now get counted as income. Now, if you're in the 15% tax bracket, that's a $300 additional federal tax. That's not a thought, that's not an idea, that's just the math. We live in a rules-based system, like I said earlier, do not confuse rules-based for fair. It's just the math. Now, if you go past 44,000 as a married couple, then it's 85 cents on the dollar. So this could be a really big deal. To ignore the taxation of social security benefits, to just say, always take your social security benefits at 62 because it's always better. Or you look at how long you have to live. What's the break even? That's what people ask me all the time. Like, how long do I have to live for this to make sense? And I go, well, that's a fun question. If you want the easy answer, it's about 10 years. But what's it matter? If you don't live long enough to, for this magical break even day and you spent and gave the way you wanted to spend and give, then what does it matter? Now, if you're single, if you're a single individual, it's the same formula, half of social security and all of your other income, but the threshold is different. It's 25,034. If half of social security and all of your other income, and I know this is a lot of math, but if half of social security and your other income goes past 25,000, 50 cents on the dollar that you go past will become uh, income. So if your number is 30,000, for example, if half of your social security and all your other income is 30,000, 
then you went past by 5,000. So $2,500 of your social security will now be income. And again, if you're in the 15% tax bracket, that would be, let's see, what did I say, 2,500? So that's gonna be, well, it's kind of a negligible amount. Maybe $400 will become an additional federal tax. Again, not a huge number, but it adds up. If we just automatically tell you to take social security early, is that always in your best interest? Simple answer is obviously no. When you take Social Security early, you're lowering your long-term income with the hope that the market will make you enough that you'll have more in growth. You're going from short-term, long-term growth. You're skipping, you're lowering long-term income so you can maybe have higher growth. And that will work out sometimes, but sometimes it won't. If you're somebody who's had to walk this journey yourself and you've had to figure out the Social Security plan yourself, and you've got retirement savings, you're going, you know, why is it that I'm getting, you know, all this advice on my retirement savings, but nothing on social security? That's a problem. We're local. We're here in Grand Rapids, Norton Shores, Holland. Give us a call, 616-589-4004. 616-589-4004. And until next week, I am your host, Michael Markey. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.